1: Steven Adams is a monster, man, he's a, he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him uh, Gandalf, because like he's never early or late, he's
3: always <laughs> at the right time.
1: Yeah, my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages, I don't really give a damn about it, percentages, honestly, all I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again, I'm here to stay.
2: Hello and welcome to The Uncontested, podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC, Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and at our website, TheUncontestedSports.com. I am the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffin. Today, I am joined by Taylor Peterson, whose Kansas City Chiefs looked pretty good this weekend. Chiefs Kingdom, let's
3: go! Tyreek the Freak!
2: Hey, Tyreek played really good, man. He's a stud. I am also joined a, by a, Nick, Nick's Cowboys. I'm also joined by Nick Crane, whose Cowboys did not win this weekend.
4: Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, Dak has not earned money outside of his rookie contract. He's got a ways to go.
2: Yeah, I uh, I was kind of surprised yeah. they went for that fourth down late in that game. I thought they were going to punt and use that two minute warning in their timeouts to try to get the ball back. But
4: well, It's twenty twenty. Yeah, what do I know?
2: <laughs> But uh, I just want you guys to know that as a lifelong Vikings fan, we are 1 and 0. And I am uh, <laughs> I am very happy about it. Um, I mean it's
3: all because you, you you jumped on the bandwagon, right? That's why they're 1 and 0. Yeah. They one
2: defeat this year. Yeah, I mean we <laughs> we picked off Jimmy G, also known as Jimmy INT, three times. Um
3: Ooh, there you go.
2: It was uh, it was a good game. It was a good game.
3: That was a fun one.
2: All right, well, we are coming at you. Hey, the off season is almost done, guys. Like, I'm getting excited. There's light I'm at really the excited. end of the tunnel. Training I, uh, camp is in tr- like two weeks.
3: Uh, Eric Horn tweeted out uh, a couple days yesterday. Got Thunder Media Day, September 24th. Training camp opens the next day on the 25th. First preseason game is October 3rd versus Detroit. And then our first regular season game is October 16th at the Golden State Warriors defending champions. We're getting close. I'm excited. Yeah, it's dude. It,
4: I cannot. I cannot stop thinking about Thunder basketball. I've been, I've been like doing little scenarios in my head, like play play by play of what's going to happen this season, like opening night and stuff against the Warriors, like playing it through my head. PG hitting a game winner and stuff. And, and I was actually talking to some guys in the office. They're all Mavs fans. So I'm here in Dallas now. Yeah, uh, I was talking about some of my favorite Thunder memories and you know reasons why i'm a thunder fan and and just things that stick out in my head and i know taylor you of all people have some favorite thunder memories i want to hear oh yeah uh, i want to hear some of your favorite thunder memories i've been thinking about it this week and i was i was trying to bounce some back and forth with some of my coworkers. so i want to hear what some of your favorite thunder memories are
3: so that's funny because uh, you know there's another local podcast down to – or uh, OKC podcast down to Dunkin'. Uh, Andrew Schleg and Alex Spears have kind of been doing something similar where they've been ranking them. You can like go on Twitter polls and do that. So it's been really fun uh, listening to their podcast and stuff because it's really got me thinking too. So it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I, so I've kind of been going through in my head over the past week or two as they do that. And I think – so there's, like, a couple – I feel like you have to have, like, a couple tiers. Like, so I have my my top memories, and I think I've narrowed them down to around three. But I also kind of have some honorable mentions that are right there. So, like, I think one that stands out to me as honorable mention would be, like, the Thunder's MVPs. And I have to say MVPs because, obviously, Russell was my favorite. I think it's the one that meant the most to OKC. But back when KD got his – you know, that was really cool too. That's obviously before he left, and that was really special. And kind of showed, you know, that that OKC is here to stay. We're the small market, but we have these. We have an MVP now, yeah. and uh, you know, then he had that awesome, really memorable speech. Yeah, that's so what that's, I was gonna say. Then, like
2: that speech is like as much as I don't like KD now. Like that speech is one of the the better MVP speeches. I feel. Oh like.
3: yeah, absolutely. I'm, I mean, it was it was the longest, and it was really special and personal because he went one by one each player. Yep. And then obviously, Russ. So I, I can honestly say this, and if you guys go back and look at my tweets or whatever from back in the day, you'll see that I've always have been a Russ a Russ fan from day one. Uh, he's actually been my favorite over Kevin during it, even before Katie left. So when he saved Russ for left, or sorry for last, and uh, you know singled him out and stuff, that was really special to me too. Uh, I remember watching that like I think it was my freshman year of college. Does that sound right, Nick? That was our freshman year whenever he won? I, <laughs> I believe felt like I was, so. I felt like I was at work watching it. It um, may have been sophomores, but yeah, it was around that time. Okay, yeah. Because I remember like pulling it up on my computer and stuff and just like almost tearing up. <laughs> so that was special. But obviously, Russ's was uh, even more special to us because it was the year after Katie left. And so another honorable mention that I thought. And this might be my favorite Russell Westbrook play ever. That's saying something. You had that game, you know, against the Warriors back in, it was like a no- November game. I think it was either the year before Katie left or the year before that. Um, he hit that corner three uh, to at buzzer beater to win it. But another, I think the one that even ranks above that for me is on April 9th, 2017, Russ set the record for the most triple doubles against the Nuggets and hit that game winning three to uh, to seal it and basically secured his MVP. So that, that, that kind of embodies his whole like MVP campaign yeah and so i guess you could kind of include that in there but i actually have it as like another honorable mention for me because that might be my favorite West, russell westbrook
2: play ever definitely i was in the arena for that warriors game where he hit that corner three that yeah that yep. was incredible i mean that's
3: that's right up there
2: that was a uh yeah, that was a Tabo hell of a game yep. and oh and man, that, was, that was like so that fun. was cool because the thunder ran a play to get Serge Ibaka the game-winning shot which like never yeah. happened Never. And Surge missed it, and then it just became it like up. a wild, like tip drill play. And I Rush just buried that Jay in the corner. I think it was over Iggy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's not. Or, or it, was it Steph? For
2: I, some reason, I'd I have to go back. I'm gonna. Can, yeah. As you're Pull talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up cool. and watch it right now. Cool. So whenever you hear but, me uh, like, yeah, that was go like and jumping up and six down. to midnight here in just a second, you'll know why. <laughs> that's awesome. That was a penis joke, by the way. <laughs> just in oh, case you guys missed it <laughs> that was good
3: uh but and then another honorable mention i think is just the first thunder game ever uh the first i was at game that, that I one too to there and that was really special that was really cool because being a lifelong basketball fan uh nick mentioned the mavs like the only other professional basketball game i had been to was a dallas mavericks game with my dad and little brother and i've been a huge basketball fan since day one and so that was really cool for us to finally get a team and get to be there and experience that but uh it's definitely an honorable mention for me but
0: it was over Harrison three. Barnes.
3: Oh, I just oh, watched you're it. Both wrong. it. Darn it. Oh, well. Hey, still cool. I mean, that pretty that was awesome. so fun. But pretty awesome. So for, for my top three, uh, I guess I'll start with the number three and go, go down to one. But I think number three, I had the 2012 NBA Finals game one. Uh, I got to go and the Thunder one. We were up one oh, and it was like super cool because we were riding off the Western Conference finals win. And, you know, we really thought like, holy crap, we might be able to beat LeBron James, Chris Sposh and Dwayne Wade. And this young Thunder team might be able to win a title. And then we got the, you know, the gentleman sweep after and, and lost four straight. Yeah. But still, it, that was just incredible to think that this small market with these young players, these young stars um, were bringing a, a, you know, a. a a finals to OKC, and that was really special. I have a lot of pictures still from that, and that was a lot of fun.
2: So I'm going to piggyback off that one and give one of my favorite Thunder memories. Um, I was at Game 3 of the series before that um, against the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals, and I remember watching Game 1 and 2 and the Thunder losing both those games, going down 0-2, and uh, I was really bummed after that. And my my aunt and uncle had season tickets, and my uncle called me, and he was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to game three tonight. Do you want to go with me? And That's I kind of cool, considered, cool. like, not going. And I was like – at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And um I ended up going, and I remember, like, talking to him, like, on the walk up to the peak uh, at that time, the Ford Center, and talking yeah. about, like – you know the the statistics on teams that go down 0-2 in a series and how like only yep. 16 teams have ever come back from an 0-2 deficit and it's like we had only had like a, a like a i don't know like a 15% chance to come back and talking to him about like how like you know just we can't get over this hump and blah 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 it's not looking good and then yeah. going into game 3 and i remember specifically that game the, the Thunder made a, a pretty drastic change in game three by moving Talbo Cephalosha over to guard Tony Parker.
3: Tony Parker. And shut him down. The uh, and on.
2: I think the Thunder won that game pretty comfortably, game three. Um, but I just remember getting like losing my fing mind whenever <laughs> there was this moment where uh, Perk got switched on to Tony Parker. And, like, everyone in the arena was like, oh, God, no, Perk's going to get cooked. And Perk did that old-school, like duke cameron indoor thing where like he squatted down and like started slapping the hardwood before he's like playing defense. oh i
3: remember that dude, i remember that everybody started going
2: crazy i was I losing what, I my TV. mind i was like oh my I mean, god it Kendrick perk. perkins it was hurt the, the silverback let's go dude it was and yeah
3: and he started doing that and i think every single person in that arena was like all right let's do
2: this yeah. like perk you got him like that was <laughs> that was awesome um uh Her brought ta- so much heart to this team. Oh yeah. Uh Nick or sorry, Taylor, before you go on to number two, Nick, uh do you want to share one of yours real quick?
4: Yeah, um so mine, um I don't know if people will listen know this. Taylor and I uh you know grew up together. Uh we were actually This fortunate.
3: is my this is gonna be my number two. So yeah, uh, I'll
4: piggyback off you Yeah. In a little bit. Fortunate that to be uh Taylor's dad had some connections and we were able to be ball boys. And I will never forget being ball boys for um, the Memphis Grizzlies series. I forget what year because we played I was a to bunch back two. in the day.
3: I think it was 2010.
4: Okay, that sounds about right. But just the atmosphere being that low to the ground because the noise is all coming into the court. Like, think about the loudest thunder, thunder moment you've ever witnessed in history, like being at the peak. And then imagine it like times five because you're down on the court and hearing all the players talk trash and zebo cussing people out, it was just like so surreal. And I would like anything to go
3: back. It's just like I, something yeah. I'll never forget. And that was like grit and grind Grizzlies too, you know? So yep. everybody's yep. bumping down low and just going to war. And it was so cool just to see that up close. I mean, that was, That's that was incredible, an incredible man. series. And and before the, before the game, we'd be like, you know, the, the
4: assistant coach would pull one of us aside and have us you know work one-on-ones with different players and rebound for free throws and just like being that close to the players and like we have pictures we're sitting in the middle of the lane uh with James Harden and all these guys and actually yeah. uh, the memory that sticks out the most I was doing some one-on-ones with uh, Serge Ibaka and I was supposed to be playing like you know Nonchalant defense, letting him work his moves, and I accidentally, yeah, I, I accidentally, this. I accidentally blocked Serge Ibaka's shot. He he <laughs> he brought it was he brought, incredible. He, he, was brought so da- he brought the ball
3: that he brought the ball down low from his knees. He and like he's getting a rebound. It was a missed ball, so he jumps up, he gets the ball, he brings it like down to his feet, and Nick just kind of casually like reaches back, not really thinking, and just like knocks it out of his hands. That's hilarious. For the shot, it was he, hilarious. He did
4: this. He did this like congo scream and was like, oh <laughs> and i was like oh, Nick thought he was gonna die yeah i was like did i piss you off i'm so sorry
2: that's funny because yeah. you say the hilarious. congo scream makes me think like n- this isn't one of my memories but do you remember back in the day whenever mike dunleavy played for uh milwaukee and him and yeah. serge got into it and serge like grabbed dunleavy like by the back of the arm like yes. you would like your child who's acting up in the in the grocery store like i just just now i was imagining like like nick blocking serge's shot on accident and nick just like (laughs) er, (laughs) or serge grabbing nick's arm by like the back like the hell are you doing kid (laughs) like that's hilarious yeah it was was pretty funny yeah I, i specifically remember that moment too but
3: uh and i think we saw we had nate robinson at that time yeah, so we did. he did. So he was like coming up and was like trying to dance with us and like dance with everybody. He was. And stuff he was. He that was back. Doofy.
4: That was back when the Dougie was popular and Nate Robinson was kind of Dougie with all the ball boys. And I was like, <laughs> I, I cannot do a dance
2: battle. With you, <laughs> me. That's incredible. Yeah, that was, it was cool.
3: Yeah, so I I had that at my, at my number two. So my dad, he uh, he works for AAA Oklahoma, the insurance company, and they struck a deal up with the thunder um for advertising and stuff and so his company you know triple a as a company gets season tickets and uh so you know he he got to choose certain games and uh usually get to like you know choose a game for the playoffs each series and stuff so that's how you know we me and my family have gotten to go to a lot of games and um but he actually was the you know the position who negotiated the contract with the thunder and so and with the thunder's like representative and so him and the representative kind of struck up a friendship and he knew that uh at the time that my dad had you know a son uh around that age like you know I think we were 14 or 15 or whatever at the time and they were you know we're still getting going it's like their second season and they had a preseason game in Tulsa and so he called my dad up and he said hey we're really struggling to find ball boys for this preseason game we hadn't really thought of that you know it's in Tulsa and uh we can't really find people with taylor and like does he have any friends that'd be interested and in? um so i called up nick and then two of our other good friends that we played basketball with at the time and uh, we got to do it for the preseason tulsa game which was awesome but then he said yeah like you know we might need you guys uh, throughout the season so you know, was that something you guys would be interested in we said yes and so anyways it just so happened that he wanted us for a playoff game we got to do one of those memphis games and it was just incredible
2: that's so awesome. That was, yeah
3: that, that's an awesome memory it that's was really, really cool.
2: cool um another one of mine uh, I I think every Thunder fan hat knows exactly where they were and what they were doing when this happened. Um but but my memory of it was just I don't know, it's just really interesting. Um last July uh not July. June thirtieth. Was it June I think it was June thirtieth, um get a uh a text message uh actually from Carmiar, who's who's on the podcast today uh but i get a text message from Kamiar that just in all caps says what the fuck and i'm like, i was like what's going on and i get on twitter because i had like you know it's june 30th off season's coming up free agencies it's like you know a couple hours from starting and um yeah. i have Woj on notifications i have Royce on notifications i have Shams on notifications <laughs> i have Mark Stein on notifications I do not have Ramona Shelbourne yeah, on
3: Ramona notifications. Bomb. I was at the lake with like two bars that weekend because it was the uh, 4th of July weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was the 4th of, of July weekend. Yeah. yeah, and I had like barely had any service in the same thing.
2: Yeah, happened. and so I, uh, but, I'm like, why is he texting me, like freaking out? And I get online, I just see Ramona Shelbourne tweet, the Thunder, or Indiana has traded Paul George to Oklahoma City. And started yeah. losing my mind. But the thing was, that the so the uncle that I talked about that I went to the playoff game with, he and and my aunt and their daughter, um, they moved to Orlando. And so they were in town for 4th of July weekend. So, you know, I have a really good relationship with them. So we were planning on spending time together. And so yeah. we had a reservation at like 8 o'clock to go do an escape room. You know, whenever you do an escape room, I don't know if you guys have done an escape room, but, like, you, like, can't bring your phone or anything in because they don't want you, like, taking pictures and stuff of, like, all the clues and, like, spoiling the escape room for other people. And (laughs) Ramona Shelbourne's tweet came out at, like, 7.45. So, like, I read the tweet, saw that the Thunder got Paul George, and then had to, like, lock my cell phone up for an hour to go in this escape room and so, like so I'm only you didn't like,
3: know about Sabonis, you didn't know about Aladipo, exactly. You no I'm like half-assing
2: <laughs> like this this escape room because my attention is elsewhere. And at the time, I was uh, I was podcasting with another local OKC Thunder podcast, and uh, I was like, you know, wanting to get my two cents in on that. And I was like, so when I got home, like I got all the information and did like a, a Periscope on on online that evening and and talked about it, but I just remember, like, the Thunder get Paul George, you know, it's like this huge rebound from the summer before with the Kevin Durant stuff, and then I have to lock my phone away for an hour, and I was like, just like, I was like a crackhead, <laughs> like, tweaking, dude, I was like, oh my god, I gotta know what happened, like, right now, like, I freaking get out. I back to my phone. Yeah, and so, awesome. that was, uh, you know, just a, I'll, I'll never forget that moment, though, you know, like, when, when we finally found out that that Paul George was in Oklahoma city and it was a, it was an awesome, awesome day. That was, that was that, so cool.
3: That's a really, that's a really good one. I hadn't thought of that either because I, yeah, I was kind of in a similar boat. we were at the lake with some friends and his parents. I didn't really have good service, but I just like start yeah, getting all the notifications like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I, I I'm scrolling and I see Ramona's tweet and yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Yep, that was awesome. Yeah, I was
4: I was living downtown in Oklahoma City last year when that happened, and I, I mean it was a Friday night, and the atmosphere in Oklahoma City was just like buzzing and so happy, and it was just like holy, it's it's crazy how how something so small can make, can make a whole city's you know vibe go one direction.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know yep. that, that was that was. That was awesome. That was a, a really really cool moment. Um, Nick, do you have any others? Any other special yeah, Thunder memories? Uh,
4: I I have I have one more, and
2: it's gonna sound
4: weird. Um, it's a memory. It's not a good memory, um, but losing to Golden State after we were up three one and losing that series is like a memory I'll never forget. Like as far as feelings go, and as a fan, you know everyone goes through this. Um, but just just them coming back and beating us that series, and the and the feeling in my stomach and like my heart dropping to my stomach is it was just like one of those things. It was almost like like the same feeling as like when someone close to you like dies. It was just like yeah, the, the, the most terrible feeling. Yeah, and it's just one. It's just one of those things. Even though it's a bad memory, it's something you go through as a fan. It's just something I'll like never to the day I die. I'll never forget the feeling of. Holy crap! We just lost that entire series after all that hype, and it was just like rips your heart out. And although it was a bad memory, that's just one of those things that'll always be, you know, stuck in my head. Definitely,
2: man. That's a good one. I um, I had Dude, one game away. I had season tickets that year. Uh, that was, I think, that was the first year I had season tickets, and I was at Game Six, and I remember being oh. so fired up. You know, like Game Five, I was like. It's out in Oracle. Like it's okay if we lose Game Five. We're bringing it home. Game Six. We're like we're gonna get this thing, and we went into the fourth quarter up. Like we we were in the driver's seat in the fourth quarter. I remember a guy behind me, a Thunder fan behind me, uh, got onto me and told me I needed to sit down so he could see. And I was like, <laughs> Dude, it's Game Six of the Western Conference yeah. Finals. If you want to sit on your ass, go home and sit on the couch, buddy. Like yeah. we're not sitting no here. But I remember that whole fourth quarter. I just like sat there, like I never leaned back in my seat. I was up on the edge of my seat, like, uh, you know, like with my hands, like kind of cupped in front of me, like breathing into my hands, just watching it, and just like slowly, just seeing the wheels fall off, and just having like this overwhelming sense of dread, and like just that was being awful. so sad, you know that that we just kind of kind of gave it away, and seeing. Clay Thompson just go just absolutely go crazy. bananas. Yeah. You know, and like, oh god, it just it killed me, man. It was Uh I, I'm was with tough. you. It's such an awful memory, but it'll be with me forever that game that especially that game 6. Like, and game 7, I don't know about you guys, but game 7 of that series, that night, I seriously considered like not watching the game and going and doing something else like going to a movie or something and just checking the score afterwards because i didn't know if i can handle the anxiety of watching that game Uh, me too
3: that uh that might have been yeah the most nervous one of the most nervous times i've ever you know thunder thunder game wise i I don't know just because the vibe was different taylor
4: taylor i want you to compare your nervousness of game seven of that series to the nervousness of your wedding (laughs)
3: <laughs> those are two com- oh man yeah those are two completely different nervousness you're, you the one you're like sitting there i don't know one's nervousness out of like like straight anxiety like you know watching the game you're like oh my gosh this could be really bad and but the, but in the end it could be really rewarding it could be the best thing ever or it's just gonna suck for a while i'm gonna be sad with the wedding I knew I was going to be happy the whole time, and I was happy during it. But there's just so much nerves from all the excitement and all the hype, and then just having to be like so intimate in front of so many people—that um, was a whole different kind of nerves. Uh, That—that's good though. That—that that, that's a good comparison. Yeah, um, I, I mean, do. Just for our I, listeners, I I
4: little for our listeners, Taylor is about what ten days into marriage now. Yeah, yeah. I guess this so Friday will if, be two if, weeks. If people didn't know, accomplishment. they accomplished, man. I made it a week.
3: Is everyone is, it, <laughs> is
4: everyone in the pod either married or engaged besides me?
3: Yeah, and you got a serious girlfriend, so the pressure's
4: on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> I'm I'm not getting engaged anytime soon.
2: Uh oh! Does your she, girlfriend uh-oh. listen to the podcast, Nick? Do I need to edit that out?
4: She, luckily, she doesn't. Yeah. Okay, luckily she doesn't. But all yeah. uh, to take some pointers on you guys going for it. But getting off the topic of marriage, uh, back to
3: uh, the the memories. <laughs> Do you guys have any more? I uh, feel like I'm so married so got, to the Thunder. To you guys? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That's a good one. My uh, my number one, my number one memory, and for some reason, just the feeling of this, and I think it's because we won, and I, I, that just tops all my other Thunder memories. Very close, but it tops them. Game six, Western Conference Finals, 2012. We beat the San Antonio Spurs. I was in attendance, and to this day, uh, like I said, I've been very fortunate to be able to go to a couple different Thunder games through my dad's company and stuff, and you know, I was there for the, the KD return game. I was there for the Game 1 of the NBA Finals. I've been there. I've been at a lot of the big games, and to this day, I still think that Game 6, the Western Conference Finals 2012, is the loudest I've ever heard Chesapeake Arena. I really genuinely believe that. Maybe I was just that excited, but like I remember at one point plugging my ears and still just like – Feeling the vibe, like it was just, it was crazy. That's awesome. Um, so that's that's my number one. And I just remember at the very end, like filming it on my phone, just all the confetti falling and, you know, our young guys, Harden and KD and Russ all hugging each other and jumping up and down because we we're about to go face LeBron, uh, D Wade, you know, the big three and Definitely, Chris Bosh yeah. in the finals. Yeah. Um, and we felt like we legit had a chance. I mean, we fell on top of the world. Uh, we even came back that game. We were down by like 20 or something, right? In Dude, the first we, half. we were down and like James 16 at halftime. Yeah. 16, that's what, yeah. And James Harden just—I mean that—that's when we really got excited about James Harden. Not then, when I mean, we were already excited about him. Yeah. But I mean that—that that might have been one of his best games he played for the Thunder. That was a lot of fun to watch.
2: Definitely, I remember um, kind of the play that sealed that the Thunder got a rebound, and San Antonio sent two guys at KD who threw like a uh, off the dribble right-handed bounce pass up court to Perk for an oh, uncontested yeah, dunk. That was pretty. And that's when Durant like threw his hands in the air and went over and like hugged his mom like while the game was still yeah, going on. Yep. Um and then I remember going to to Academy that night to buy my OKC final shirt. And like yep. the line to get into Academy was like wrapped around the building. And like that's Nick awesome. Nick talked earlier about like just the, the buzz of the city. Like that night, the just the atmosphere, the, the energy in the city that night, I'll I'll never forget that. But um Dude, no. probably my top memory, um, same season, one series before that, whenever the Thunder uh beat the Lakers in five. Yep. Uh I'll never forget I think it was game five of that series. That was uh whenever we still had Thunder Alley outside of the Chesapeake yes. Energy Arena. And me and some friends went down to Thunder Alley and watched that game. And um, that was the game where Russ jumped the, the passing lane and stole that pass from from Kobe, intended for Kobe, and yep. uh, and was running down the court. And uh, the foul, Ramon Sessions... Did the finger roll? Yeah, the finger roll with Ramon Sessions fouling oh. him. And it went in. And just like his reaction... Dude, outside in Thunder Alley, that place was wild. Like, I have never hugged so many random people in my <laughs> life. Like, I was high-fiving I, folks, yeah. like, jumping up and down. Like, it was, it was like, just the most incredible atmosphere as far as a sporting event I think I've ever been at was that Thunder Alley. I was at Game 2 of the finals whenever KD got fouled by LeBron and they didn't call it. Those yeah. two. And then, um, I know Nick's not going to appreciate this, but... Ou Texas Tech 2008. Um, whenever ou like beat the brakes off them on the way to the Orange Bowl. Those are the three most intense like sporting environments I've ever been in in my mm, life. That's cool. That's really cool.
3: You know, I, uh, I I mentioned those two buzzer beaters of Russ's You know, against the Warriors that one season, and then his MVP season hitting the buzzer beater against Denver uh, as two of my favorites. But that's right up there with them. And if I had to describe Russell Westbrook in one play. It's either that or one of his dunks. Like I remember the the dunk when he had the mask on and he went just coast to coast in like three oh, dribbles yeah. or whatever crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean those are, those are probably the two plays I would I would use to describe Russell Westbrook. That was a that was legendary.
2: Okay, real quick before we move on from uh from our Thunder memories, um I'm gonna put you guys on the spot with this. You gotta come up with something. Your favorite Russell Westbrook play of his entire career with the Thunder. Go. Jeez. That yeah, choose dumb. one. Just easy. one. Easy.
4: Actually, actually easy. Because, just because of who I was around and the hype. Uh, my roommate in college is a Bulls fan. He grew up in Chicago, lived there all his life. All um, Oliver talked about how Russ was overhyped and blah, blah, blah. And it was the last game of the season against the Nuggets when it was Russ against the World. And he hit that almost full court shot to, to put the Nuggets out of the playoffs and like Nuggets fans were cheering. It was just like that get that buzzer beater yet yeah. at the end of the season. And I looked over at my roommate and he said, Damn, Russ is a bad man. And <laughs> that's I was awesome. like that and that that was, I, yeah. that was a moment I was like people people look at that and like outside of Thunder fans and they look at that and there's no way you can
3: sit there and say that, that Russ is not the man. Yep. Yep.
2: I yeah, think it was mine, at
3: that point I was going crazy and saying, you know, Russell Westbrook's the greatest player in the league. Yep. Just throwing out, you know, all kinds of overstatements. And that was fun. I, I, I agree. Mine, I think that's the one I get nod to.
2: Mine is is such a random play. But it was uh, it was that year that, um, that Ibaka got hurt against San Antonio. Yeah. Um, but game two down in San Antonio was just like a random, like, first quarter play. But Russ came off a screen with Kawhi Leonard attached to his hip and rose up and pulled the ball back like so incredibly far and just like tomahawk jammed right in Kawhi's face. And to me, that it was like the most aggressive basketball play I've maybe ever seen. If you um, would have
3: finished that, that might have been one of the greatest dunks of all time. Yeah,
2: like, well, he did finish that one. This is the oh, one. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. And gotcha. um, that and then the the other one that just all, has always stuck out in my mind is um, the Thunder's first ever playoff series against the Lakers where um, Russ, just in a half-court set, cocked it back and tried That's to... That's what I'm thinking of. F- ...end Lamar Odom's life and, like, nearly did yeah. so. And that, that place That's just, like, went wild. <laughs> yeah, man those two those just like encapsulate rust for me you know oh
3: I, yeah absolutely i agree that's a, that's a good point so, that's a good point that was fun
2: man talking about this like gets me so fired up for the season like, oh i can't wait i am I, I, so I ready for it oh okay well We're let's, close. Let, let's move on to some some thunder notes taylor what do you got for us
3: so we actually have quite a few thunder uh points, which is really nice. Uh because it's been, you know, pretty slow uh the past over the past month or so. Nothing too big, but uh, we have some cool some cool points. So the first of these we have the Thunder's new city editions uh uniforms have been leaked. Uh, they were leaked on Twitter. Uh what was that account that leaked them? Oh, do you guys remember? Oh,
2: now that you're going to ask me, I'm not going to remember.
3: It was like a nonprofit uh Indian yeah, it was non-profit. Reds then wasn't it? yeah red, oh man, I, sh- I should have put this in the notes bad podcasting, but yeah they they got a sneak peek of it, which was really cool, and they, yep. they tweeted out a couple uh, sneak peek
2: pictures. And then Eric um, Horn verified it after that. that yes yeah, the... that's right.
3: The Oklahoman verified it, and, and that's in fact them. Uh, so yeah, they're they're kind of like a teal blue. Uh, you know they remind me of a lot of, and a lot of people have been saying this as well. It's like those N seven Nike jerseys that they did to honor Native American history, uh, particularly with OSU. Uh, I guess this past season, the past couple seasons, it's kind of that same color blue. Uh, then they have you know the, the our OKC in a kind of an interesting font, uh, white lettering, but it has orange around it, around it, and the numbers. And then the the shorts are really sharp. They may, may be my favorite part. Uh, they have some you know OKC on the waistband. Dude,
2: the and then, waistband. And down the side of the
3: shorts, they have some Native American uh, images and stuff, which is really really awesome.
2: Yeah, the waistband is my favorite part of that whole kit. But Mine too. I, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh we've got some some interesting feedback uh on our Twitter page based off of those those jerseys but uh I'm going to go on the record I love them. I yeah. love them. I think OKC's got a top 3 uniform rotation in the league this year. I I think you're right. Um, yeah,
4: I I had I had three thoughts when I saw those. The first being this is the first uh uniform in which I'm more I shouldn't say more inclined. The, the, the Probably the, the, the first uniform that I'm inclined to actually buy a pair of Thunder uniform shorts.
1: Yes. Yeah. Those, those would be cool point.
4: shorts just to like, wear.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah regardless absolutely. if you have the full yeah.
4: set. like Those are cool shorts. Uh, secondly, um, the first thing that came to mind was not only is it the Native American heritage, um, but it also reminded me of whenever we had the Hornets here. Um, it's kind of the same color true. as those blue Hornets jerseys yeah. when they were here a for a year, which which I thought was kind of cool, bringing it back to you know how how we had that one year with the Hornets or whatever, and we kind of proved that we had the fan base to support an NBA franchise. Um, so that kind of brought back memories of that. And third, just the the font in which they put the OKC on the front is more of like that modern, you know, that modern yeah. font, and, and I I think that's. That that forward looking jersey, where it kind of, kind of like Oregon has those jerseys, where it's like, man, those look super futuristic. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of this kind of the same deal there. So I'm which is interesting because, like,
2: I feel like in everything as far as publicity is concerned that the Thunder has done. We're ten years into this organization now, has been super conservative, very conservative, right? Right, like even like the the G League stuff, like the blue is just like so bland. It's like. Someone described it like this like years ago and I think it's just p- a perfect example of it. The the branding and like the publicity and the social media aspect and everything, it feels like they're running it like an oil company, not a sports yeah. entertainment industry, you know? And that's, with, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, with the statements statement jerseys last year, which I personally I think those are the best jerseys they've ever had the statement jerseys and now these city jerseys this year like i feel like the thunder are finally starting to branch out a bit and get like a little more bold with their with their design and i for one am here for it yeah and i'm
3: with you i I think the first time i really noticed that with the whole pg welcoming party and thing you know that that was so against what they Typically, did and it's almost like I don't want to say Katie's a reason for that, but it was like Katie leaving kind of opened them up to the idea that all right, our guys aren't kids anymore, you know. We, it, like, you know, I don't have to protect these kids, they're their own people, exactly. Um, they're, they're men now, they're guys, I mean, and so even it's some of the stuff out, po- like the,
2: the organization posts on Twitter now, you know, it's like they're never gonna be they're like Portland, jokes. yeah, they're never gonna be like Portland or somebody whoever <laughs> runs Portland's Twitter account or Atlanta. God, they they deserve a pay raise. But on on top of that, like
4: not only all that opening up and being, you know, less conservative, but like even Russell doing that PG party where he re-signed and stuff, that's a total like big city, big market, you know, throw a big party kind of thing. Like that's not something... Have a big rapper come in? Yeah. Five (laughs) years ago, five years ago, you would never hear of, oh, there's a big party in Oklahoma City and like it's going to be all over social media. and It's a talk in the town. It's nationwide. That's just not an Oklahoma City thing, but now we're kind of opening up to that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, like 12, 15 years ago, if you would have heard Lil Wayne's coming to Oklahoma City to watch a basketball game. And then, you know, fast fast forward to uh, the 2012 NBA Finals and Lil Wayne's trying to get seats to a okc thunder game is having trouble getting in the arena like yeah uh, that's just yeah it's it's pretty incredible uh but just like a couple more notes on the on the jerseys that's interesting that you mentioned the the font nick because i actually the the okc font i liked it on the numbers but i wasn't huge on the lettering although it is growing on me um but one of those reasons i think might have been the coloring and so i wanted to mention this jacob mann uh, he's at Jacob is man. Uh, I think he's on the local, uh, another local podcast the Thunderheads. He, I guess, apparently he kind of knew about this. He ha- has a connection or something. He tweeted out that he got to see these a while back and kind of saw some, uh, some like mock images and some, uh, some prep images or whatever. And that there's actually some variations when it comes to font, I th- believe. And also he said when it comes to, uh, coloring. So he said there's also including one that is all black. Which I've been like wanting forever now. I would love so for the city edition. I always thought it'd be super cool if we did a loud city jersey.
2: Oh, dude, black. yeah, I've been on board with that Wouldn't since that they announced sweet? what the cities like we're gonna be. Right. right.
3: Yeah, but I, so I if bet they
2: could do, do that in all black. That'd be sharp. Oh yeah, I be bet sharp. we're gonna get that at some point because the Nike has the agreement with the NBA for eight years. So we're going into year two, and every year True. they're rolling out new city new city edition jerseys. So this Very is true. this is number two of eight. So um I'm sure we'll uh I'm sure we'll get a Loud City jersey at some point. I can't
3: wait. Can't wait. But yeah, anyways, I thought that was really interesting and wanted to give Jacob credit there. Um so that will be interesting to see. And the other thing too that people have been mentioning is uh, apparently they're wanting to use these for uh, the N- Native American month in November um, where we recognize Native American history and heritage, uh, which I think is really awesome and is a perfect way to use and exemplify the jerseys. But that means they're going to be uh, introducing them way earlier this year than they did last year. I think they didn't introduce them until December when our Jacob was in uh, – were you in Dick's? Is yeah. that right? And you yeah. saw him like hanging? And you drew yeah. that picture out. And the, that's when everybody yeah, saw. Yeah, Dick,
2: Dick's uh, put them out too early. Someone, yeah, someone probably got in trouble because they put them out. So I got a picture, and I think I was one of the first on Twitter with the with the actual image. And, yeah, I mean, like I was getting credit from Royce and Sports Center, and I wasn't getting credit from <laughs> some people, but it happens. <laughs>
3: it's Yeah,
2: yeah, um, that's right. He probably yeah, he probably was, didn't see my tweet because I posted it from my uh, my mom's basement. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> another another side note on that, um if you look at the Oklahoma flag, um uh, it's it's the same same blue as that as well.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Good point. I Good always point. thought it'd be cool if they would do like a, a city edition jersey uh incorporating the um the, the shield on the flag somehow. You know, I have I have a Thunder shirt, I forget who makes it. Maybe Blue Seven. But it's a, it's an orange shirt and it's got, um, the, the shield from the flag with like the feathers hanging off it and everything, except the shield is, uh, is a basketball. It's got the, the basketball lines on it. And I always thought it'd be awesome if they somehow could find a way to incorporate that. Yeah, I agree. That'd Are we sharp. supposed
4: to get a, uh, Jersey sponsor this year?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I've heard rumors that, um, that, you know, a lot of teams had them last year and, uh, the the rest of the the league is going to get them this year. Um yeah. So I've heard that the, the Thunder may end up having a sponsor this year, but uh, not sure yet who it's going to be. I could see I could see Loves doing it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that that um, one makes a lot of sense to me. Loves or like Devin loves, Sonic or Devin. Yeah, Chet, yeah. Cuz Loves it
4: Loves Loves is big enough to like they're not just Oklahoma, you know, they're they're all over the south. If I could see them doing something like that, that'd be
3: cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
3: So, I'll go ahead, because we've been going here for a little while, I'll kind of fire through these last couple points, but just want to go ahead and still mention them. Thunder got a new assistant coach today. Uh, It's not officially announced by the Thunder, but there was a reporter, um, Michael Scotto, which is the best name ever, if you're an office man like me, (laughs) of The Athletic, uh, tweeted out that former New York Knicks assistant coach Dave Bliss, and don't get him confused with the college coach who has like a felony or something crazy. Anyways, Maybe like a kid uh, or something. Yeah. Something wild. Uh, I, I honestly don't even know for sure, but, but there are some people getting him confused with this Dave bliss of the New York Knicks. Uh, he's returning to Oklahoma city as an assistant coach. A league source told the athletic bliss is highly regarded around the league for his work, developing players and, um, I looked him up, and on the Knicks website, it said that he's currently in a second season with the Knicks, or was up until recently. Um, and he actually served with the Thunder five seasons under Scott Brooks, uh, first as a video coordinator and then as a video analyst in player development. So he was on the staff for three of the Western Conference final trips and the 2012 NBA Finals that we mentioned earlier uh, while he was in OKC. So I thought that was pretty cool and, and interesting. Um, oh, another thing is he's, a, he's assistant coach for Germany's senior national team. So I don't know if he has any connections with Schroeder, but that is another interesting connection nevertheless. Ah, nice. So you guys have any, any other thoughts on that?
2: No, not really. Nuts. Never really heard of the guy.
3: Yeah. Small, small, uh, news. News,
2: small news, but still news.
3: Yeah, yeah it's uh, something to add to the notes. So speaking of more small Oh, news. okay,
2: sorry. Random thought here. The other Dave Bliss yeah. um, coached at Oklahoma. So we got oh. ties there. And yeah. um he resigned from Baylor uh following the circumstances surrounding the murder of Baylor player Patrick Denahay. Oh, so boy. uh that's uh <laughs> <laughs> woo! That's Whoa. one for the resume. <laughs>
3: glad uh glad it's not the same day bliss. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Well, hey, that's a uh, good to know.
2: So we didn't hire so, a murderer, guys. Don't worry yeah. about that. He's he's clean at least as far
3: as we know. God, you know uh, you know the Dave
2: Bliss at the Thunder has got to be pissed about that. Like another basketball coach with the exact same name and the same profession at the high level. And like they probably <laughs> get confused all the time. He's probably like, "I'm not the God murderer, guys. Like leave me alone."
3: <laughs> That's so true. That would be that would be tough. That would be really awkward. So next, Thunder signed a guy named Richard Solomon to a training team deal, who I also had to look up. Uh, he is a six foot eleven forward, played in the Turkish League last year. But he also has Thunder ties. He played Summer League with the, with the Thunder in 2015 and 16, and then played for the Blue in 2014-2015 season. He averaged 8.5 points and 6.9 rebounds. Nice. Uh, I think all this is telling us is just that we're starting to uh, complete our, and fill our Summer League roster. Yeah, definitely. And Nothing too exciting guy there. That could be on their roster is Sasha Bushevik, who worked out with both us and the Pelicans over the past couple of days. Uh played for the Knicks the season before. He didn't really have great stats when I looked him up on basketball reference. And I think the most points per game average was like around eleven, but he's a shooter. So Yeah. That's a turning camp
2: invite. He's not gonna make the roster. That's nope. what I was thinking. No Just way.
3: Out of respect, maybe had a connection or something. Yep. Uh, then did you guys see the Sports Illustrated top 100 rankings? Yes. yes. They've, they've done through 30, um, and Shooter was ranked 80, if I remember correctly. And this one I know for sure, Steven was ranked 38. Only thing I didn't like is – I mean, look, I love Capella. I think he's a really good center, but people for some reason think he's like a step above Steven, and I really don't think so. I think they're very equal, and I think they had him like – four spots above Steven.
2: Yeah. I think three or four um, spots above Steven. But what I thought was interesting as well was they had Steven, um, a spot above Mark Gasol and like three spots above Deandre Jordan. And I think three yeah. or four spots above Blake Griffin.
3: That, so, is, that is interesting. That's yeah. cool. Well, good. He's at least starting to get some respect. Yeah. And yeah. they had, they had
4: Schroeder above quite a few, uh, good young point guards. Yeah. So. They, had, yeah. they had
2: him above Lonzo, above Terry Rozier, um, a couple others,
4: yeah. But I, I love being here in Dallas, uh, being able to say that Dennis Schroeder is the best dentist in the league because they are so high on Dennis Smith, yeah. And saying that he's the best Dennis in the league pisses them off. So I love when stuff like that comes out and he's above uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Nice,
3: uh, <laughs> that's awesome, that's awesome, that's, that's good, good stuff. Then the last thing I have on the Thunder, uh, Bovada. is that how you pronounce it? Bovada, yeah. They had okay, so you, Two to one favorites to win the Northwest Division this season.
2: It's kind of surprising. Northwest uh, Division is going to be a bloodbath, man.
3: Oh yeah, well, I, shoot. Uh, Portland was the one who won it last season, and they're in, They have the the least odds, I guess, to oh, wow. win. So that just shows you how big of a bloodbath it's going to be wow. between OKC, okay, Denver, Utah, and Portland. It's Just crazy. Yeah, people have Portland like falling off the map this year. There's, I've
4: seen some some predictions that have Portland not even like making the playoffs i'm like yeah just because just they got waxed in the playoffs and people have a sour taste in their mouth does not mean they're gonna i think portland's still gonna be a good team this year
2: so do i i mean yeah, that backcourt no, is lethal here's my question though is they portland's had that backcourt together for a while now and they haven't been able to like get any higher than like the second round at what point in time do we see one of those two backcourt players move on for maybe some wing depth you know I don't know. It's just interesting. I think at some point that might happen, and I think if they look to move one of the two, it's probably going to be McCollum. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Just interesting.
3: Definitely. It'll be, it'll, they'll be a fun team to kind of keep tabs on this season. Definitely, yeah. But that's all I got. Uh, we're talking about Portland. You guys want to go around the association and uh, touch on some other teams? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, let's do it. Um, first of all, there's not a whole lot going around the league. Um, Anthony Davis actually fired his agent, and rumors say that he's thinking about signing with Clutch Sports
2: Because he's going to the uh, Lakers. You heard it I here first. I'm just kidding, That's what happen. people
4: are saying, and he's going to be with the same agent as LeBron. Um, do you guys think that um, he's going to be leaving New Orleans? Do you think he's there to stay? Do you think he's loyal? What are your thoughts on Anthony Davis?
2: It's going to be hard to turn down that uh, that supermax, Max. That
3: supermax. Yep. But how
2: many years does he have left on his deal? Because right now, like, the only way he's leaving New Orleans is if he gets traded. Yeah. Isn't
3: it 2019? I believe that's it. Not this summer, but next summer. Oh, no. That would be, sorry. That would be this coming summer. So, no, it, I guess I think it's two summers from now, if, if I'm remembering correctly, but I might not be.
2: I'm looking up his contract right now.
3: Man, we'll we're see. so good at
2: know. podcasting, guys. We just yeah, like man, half-ass we, everything and look it up as we go. Good old we'll, off season.
4: We'll see what he does. I don't. I don't necessarily think that the agents have a whole lot to do anyth- with anything. I mean, LeBron didn't go to Philly to play with Ben Simmons, and they're to, under the same agent and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. But yeah, uh, his old agent was actually the same agent that Russ has. Yeah, which which is interesting as AD well. AD, AD has two AD. more
2: years on his contract. He's under contract okay. this year, nineteen twenty, twenty twenty one, 2021. And then the summer of 21, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Okay, okay no, no wow. player options? No player options. But he's eligible for the Supermax um, summer of 2019.
4: Okay. okay. Which I, think, the, I think going forward, every single contract that big name sign are going to have some sort of player option towards the end of that. Every, every contract you see this summer has been like a three plus one or a two plus one i think that's going to be a common trend going forward so the, he he might be one of the last superstars that doesn't have a player
2: option at the end of his contract yep it's a good point and the super max got... is 35 percent of the cap so and next summer the cap i think is projected to be at like 115 So his first year is going to be like near $40 million.
3: Jeez. I'm with you. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's hard to turn, turn down. But I was listening to the, the NBA podcast from the ringer and Kevin (coughs) O'Connor brought up a good point today. Uh, Just, you know, he mentioned that tidbit about Russ and and AD sharing AD's old agent um, and how Russ signed Mega Max in a small market. And then. You know, he could have been maybe pushing AD a little bit to do that. AD might not like that. He gets rid of him. So it's something to keep an eye on for sure. But I'm with you to that's a lot of money to turn down, yeah. regardless yeah. if you win a championship or not. So we'll see. Uh, also, uh, we had Rodney Hood signed a
4: tiny qualifying offer with Cleveland for about 3.4 million. Obviously, he's worth way more than that, in my opinion. It's just one of those things. The money's not there. This this offseason, so he's going to stick it out for another year, except that qualifying offer. Um,
2: yeah, make him unrestricted that, next summer.
4: Yep, that would have been a great pickup for the Thunder, but obviously yeah. $3.4 million with the Cavs for a year. He'll have a big role. He, he'll be a lot different of a player than he was coming off the bench with the Cavs and LeBron and all them. He'll he'll be a big, big part of their their team this year. Uh, he'll probably average, you know, 20 a game and he'll he'll be a big name on the free agent market next summer.
2: Definitely. Question and, for you guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I got a question. So, Woj tweeted out shortly after or kind of had a follow-up tweet after he announced Rodney Hood signing, uh, stating that the Cavaliers had looked at some signing trade scenarios for Rodney Hood. Do you guys think that Sam Presti called and said, "Hey, I got Kyle Singler's contract and Alex Abrines for Rodney
2: Hood?" I'm sure there was conversations i mean i I do not doubt with any fiber of my being that Presty made that call, you know now, well, saying no, how far those how calls went, no clue, but I don't doubt that Presty got in on it
4: no he yep. de- he he definitely called i I don't know if he got any kind of traction, but Presty's called for just about every single wing in this league that that he can get for those two guys. Obviously it didn't work out,
2: yeah especially no they're
4: athletic. Yeah, <laughs> like like Rodney.
2: Presty right. uh Presty calls on everybody, man. Like I yep. know uh I know for a fact that oh God was that two summers ago, last summer, I can't remember, when um when Phil up in New York said that uh Porzingis was available for the right price. You guys remember that? Yes. Whenever there was that huge kind of falling out with, with Phil Jackson and, and Porzingis. Like, I know, like, for a fact that Presty was on the phone with the New York front office seeing what it would take to get Porzingis. That would have been crazy. Ended up being, but like, instead way, he got way, way, way too <laughs> – yeah, God. why did you make that call, Presty? No, um, <laughs> obviously, like, the the what they want – like, they wanted, like, Russ or something, you know. They wanted, like, ridiculous stuff, but – no, I think the longer this Rodney Hood thing went on without him signing, the more and more likely it was becoming that it was going to be the QO. You know, that just... Yeah, I, I mean, what what was yeah. Cleveland's... Rodney had no leverage in that, you know? I mean, no one else is out there dropping an offer sheet on him. So, you know, Cleveland had all the leverage in that situation. So, Rodney, Rodney Hood, I almost said Rodney Anderson. Rodney Hood is taking it kind of on himself to bet, betting on himself this next season. Going to make his small chunk of change and then hope to cash in next off season. So
4: he will, he will for sure.
3: Yeah. There, there's so much more money. Is...
2: All that 2016 money comes off the books next year, man. The teams are going to have crazy yeah. cap space.
3: What I just learned from that Jacob is don't name your kid Rodney because apparently they will be injury prone.
2: Yeah. Oh man. It yeah. makes me sad. <laughs> Poor
3: Rodney Anderson. I know. Yeah. That sucks. Lastly, uh, the
4: only other big news around the league uh, we have the birth of the Timber Bulls.
3: Timber Bulls. God, It's the uh, greatest
4: thing ever. They have signed Luol Dang to the Vet Men. And I've seen some stuff that says they're interested in Luol Dang. I mean, I'm sorry. They're <laughs> interested in Joakim Noah.
2: Of course they makes are.
4: Me, which makes me cringe because that team didn't work back when all of them were in their prime. But they, <laughs> but they, but they think it's going to work when they're all terrible players now all injured all old but hey whatever the whatever the Timberwolves want to do to make us more of a contender keep signing those kind of guys and yeah that's that's fine with me I'm not going to be I'm not going to be worried about the Timberwolves if they sign Joe Kim-no, you hey, know hey
2: here's a question for you guys who's in Minnesota longer Tibbs or Wiggins
3: oh that's good I'm gonna say Tibbs I think Wiggins, depending on how their season shapes up, the first half of the season, I think Wiggins could be a guy we could see on the trading block come trade yep. deadline.
4: And and they'll get they'll get a good they'll get a good player form if they trade for him.
2: Right? Absolutely, Dude, yeah. But see, flips out the coin. I can see Tibbs being gone by Christmas time. yeah,
4: there you go. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's it's from what I've heard with the the problems the Timberwolves are having and. The whole Jimmy, but Bo- I think Jimmy Butler could be gone too. But all all that kind of fiasco that's going on there sounds like it's the work ethic of Andrew Wiggins and and it's it's all those young guys there that are the problem, not the coach.
2: Yeah. So I think well, I that think that I think be, that Jimmy Butler thing you just said is interesting because he's unrestricted
0: uh, next, next summer. You know, and there's Your already talk summer, of yeah.
2: him going either to the Lakers or teaming up with Kyrie in New York. Like if if the bulls don't get off the ground and they're struggling like fighting for for uh a playoff spot in the west come february like why if you know he's gonna walk in the summer anyways why not trade him and try to get some sort of asset back you know yeah
3: that's another good point very true
2: it'll be interesting (laughs)
3: Has there
4: been anything else I've missed uh, going on around the league? Oh, uh, hey Devin Booker.
3: Uh, Devin Booker had surgery on his hand after posting a video of him riding a bike or unicycle or something. <laughs> <sighs> but you know, it's probably just uh, just basketball related.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see if he misses time. I think they're kind of expecting him to miss a little bit at least, probably going into training camp. But uh,
3: nothing yeah. major. Yeah,
2: so whatever. I mean, Suns aren't going to be good anyways. Yeah, they need a point guard. They got to get a point do. guard from I've, somewhere.
4: They've been looking at they've been looking at Dinwiddie in Brooklyn,
2: dude. And I, uh,
3: Pat Beverly apparently. Yeah, That's a couple trade targets.
2: I uh, I like Dinwiddie. I do too. He's got got good good length, good range. I like obviously like Pat Bev. Pat Bev might actually fit good on that team with a guy like Booker who can kind of carry the offensive load.
4: Yeah, you would know, you trade? Would you trade Schroeder for Riza straight up and give them their point guard?
3: Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's especially tough. especially if it is tough, but especially if Dre 100% start the season. Yep, 100%. I like,
2: 100%. I would do that. Um, I mean, then you just good, you just ride with with Ray right as as your bench yeah, guard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that would be that would be incredible. Um all right well we're at an hour any uh, any parting thought guys
3: I want to give a a shout to our guy Andrew Martin with Motoko he's been sending me and Jacob some some images he's really getting geared up for the season as well he's going to have some really really cool designs we're really Definitely. excited to actually, actually his some of those his shirts. designs are up they're now sweet. Uh, Mo, motoko they're,
2: yeah, they're it's phonetic, motoko m o t o k o space um, he's got all the all the shirt designs up and ready to go, um, yeah. hoping to I hoping to kick off live out, pretty soon. Yeah, like I think he's he's going he wholesale, so they're actually going to be available at stores around Oklahoma City. That's so, awesome. That's uh, cool. Once those shirts goes live, we will uh, we'll give a few away on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So go check he, out uh, those designs; they're pretty awesome.
3: He, he also gives like he has a, the homepage is like a bio of his his grandmother, and kind of gives the reasoning behind the name of Toco. And then he actually is able to tie that into the thunder and basketball, and he does a really good job with it. So, if you guys are curious on the name, go to that site, read the bio and the uh, the about section, and it's really cool. He did a good job. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're excited about that. Definitely,
2: yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like us, or if you don't like us, still so just go leave a five star yeah. review. Um, seriously, like the the five star review on iTunes takes like twenty seconds if you're on the on your phone, like on the podcast app. And all that does, like, is it, it gets our name out there more. It gets more people listening, uh, which allows us to get in contact with more people like Andrew, which in turn let, lets us do, like, more giveaways and stuff. Like, with Andrew, we're going to do shirt giveaways. Just allows us to uh, to do more cool stuff, and uh, we just like to do cool stuff. We're, we're Thunder fans, and we love other, other Thunder fans, and we just want to do cool things and be part of the Thunder community. So, if you guys will go leave us that five-star rating uh, you can e- even write us a review on there. Uh, that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Stitcher. Um, we're going to work on. We're still working on getting on Spotify. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Uh, the the preseason and training camp starts in about two weeks. We're gonna have tons of content for you guys. Uh, Especially on the website. Be on the lookout on the website for articles and stuff coming up at the beginning of the season. www.theuncontestedsports.com Also, follow Taylor on Twitter. He sometimes tweets good stuff. He's uh, at Taylor underscore P15. You can also follow Nick if uh, you want your timeline flooded with Dallas Cowboys stuff. He is at Two Trains. (laughs) and um if you want to follow me and the the journey of a lifelong vikings fan at thunder mob 405 um we will catch you guys we have some some awesome guests lined up for between now and the start of the season that we're hoping to get on the podcast to talk with you guys as well so be on the lookout for that we will podcast probably in about a week again so enjoy this enjoy some football and get ready for some preseason Thunder basketball. It's going to be here before you know it, guys. So, and guys, hey, wait. Listen
4: up. Listen up. Uh, the guests we're talking about, uh, if we can get them lined up uh, before the season, are going to be big-time guests. And I will say this. If you leave us a five-star review and a good, um, a good written review as well on iTunes, uh, we'll be doing a giveaway. Uh, we'll put all the five-star reviews and uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, into a drawing and if you leave us a five-star rating and a written review you will be in the drawing for one of those t-shirts we mentioned earlier Heck uh, yeah. so go ahead and do that and you will be in the drawing for a free t-shirt so who doesn't like that exactly
2: i'm telling you those shirts are dope go look at them Motoko.com or motoco.space not.com Motoko.space. go check them out uh have a good week and thunder up